All right, welcome back to another episode of Chalk Talk. We are down to conference championships, essentially the final four. Um, a lot of a lot of upsets happening here um, across uh, across the league. Um, obviously, you know, number one seeds, see ya. Um, and we have some uh, some teams in here that you know, some people thought, heck, they might they might have gotten knocked out first round, but uh, we have Rams, 49ers. Um, they're they're playing for uh, the third time this season, and then we have the Chiefs and Bengals who are playing for the second time this season. Um, but first, as always, fellas, how we how we doing? I mean, it was I was way wrong. Well, I'll just say that right now, I was way off, and I apologize to the listeners for being awful. Sporty, do you have any uh, any words? Hey, it was just a shocking Sunday last. Last or last weekend, I should say. Best, so, maybe best weekend of football ever, though. I honestly, it yeah. was. We had what? There was four. All games were uh, walk-off fashion. Uh, three of them were field goals, and then obviously, um, obviously, what happened in Kansas City? Uh, we'll, we'll get more to the Kansas City game here in a second. Um, Top three game of all time. Oh, oh yeah, that was that was by far, yeah, best game I've seen. Um, yeah, definitely want to take a second here. I just, I had the Packers. I, you know, going into the playoffs here. Um, originally, start of the season, I had the Chiefs winning it all, but then I thought something was going to click with the Packers. But man, they looked, they looked sluggish last week, and uh, I don't know. To me, it didn't look like Rodgers was really motivated to. I don't know, he just didn't look motivated to play that game. Um, and it was it was tough. I mean. Obviously, the 49ers, they find find ways to win. Um, obviously, the blocked punt for a touchdown was huge. Uh, the blocked fill right before half. So, special teams have come up, you know, they've come up clutch for the 49ers. Um, but there was one play, and I really noticed it live. It was kind of watching the game after. Um, I think it was like it was a third down play late in the game, and Rodgers tried to go over the top in a double coverage. And I believe he had Lazard. If he would just wait an extra second, he had time. He had Lazard um, coming across the middle there. That was easily a first down. If not, could have been a touchdown. Um, and I mean, obviously, you can point to one play and just you know pinpoint that. But it wasn't just the one play that really sold the Packers. Um, you know, that ultimately led to their defeat. But uh, Hadley, what what did you think of the, the Packers in that game? I mean, obviously. Obviously, the 49ers, they, they needed a low-scoring game to win the game. They're not going to win in many many shootouts. So they were able to, you know, limit the Packers to 10 points and obviously got the win. What did you take away from the Packers and the 49ers? Well, um, as you know, I really wanted to see the Packers win that game. I wanted to see Aaron Rodgers get another one this year. That did not happen. Um, I would say on that first drive when they went and scored that seven, I was like, this is over. Um, but the Niners are really good at being physical all four quarters and the Packers came out strong and then just kind of just laid an egg. And I feel like they expected to win the game the whole time up until they were finally down after the block punt. The, the playoffs show what you're weak in and they have been terrible in special teams all year and just Terrible fashion to lose a game because you get a field goal blocked and you get a punt return for a touchdown on a block. It's pretty pathetic, and they didn't deserve to win. Yep. Um, 
Sporty, I'll, I'll look at it from a 49ers perspective. Uh, do you think they can um, – I mean, obviously, they already beat the Packers. Do you think they can knock off the Rams this week? Yeah, yes, I think they can. Uh, was it two or three weeks ago that they played the Rams? They were now in a 17 nothing. No one really gave them a shot. Uh, I think was, – wasn't that the halftime score? Yeah, yeah, really? it was 17 nothing, and they came back one over time. And they came – yeah, they, no one really gave them credit. So they're 49ers, they're a team that – they, they they bend but they don't break. Okay, they may give up. They may give up a couple big plays, but then they find a way to keep themselves in a game or a couple games, and then they find ways to win. So never count the Niners out. So uh, the Rams just think they're going to come in and you know cake walk through the 49ers. Well, they they, they better guess against because 49ers they'll, they'll, they're going to come ready to play. Like Hadley said, Green Bay scored on their. First session last last weekend, and everyone thought I was going to be a, a uh, blowout. Well, like I said, 49ers, they bent, but they didn't break. So, they, uh, like I said, like I just said before, they find ways to keep themselves in the game. So, their their defense, their defensive line has been playing pretty well. Yep, yeah. So, I, I like to see how they, I like to see how they do the third time around against them, against the Rams. So, hopefully they'll make, make adjustments. So it should be uh should be an exciting game yeah. between the 49ers and the Rams. And I and I think the uh 49ers will knock them off. So that Ooh. that is one of my hammers, 49ers money line. Oh, a little uh little indication as to one of the early hammers here for Sporty. Um obviously quarterback plays huge. It's obviously a huge position in, you know, in football. Um Packers and 49ers depending on, you know, what happens, they could you know, have somebody new under center, both of them, uh, next year. Um, real quick, before we get into our top five, then we'll break down the rest of the games from last week. Um, Hadley, where do you see Rodgers going or being next year, and where do you think uh, Jimmy G's going to end up next year? Well, if I'm being honest, I think Rodgers should retire. Ooh. He already, he's already proven that he's, one of the, he's probably the most talented quarterback of our generation. Um, in my opinion, he has nothing left to prove. He has a ring. He has unquestionable talent. And I don't really see him as a guy that wants to go to like a small city, if that makes sense. I don't see him wanting to go to a Pittsburgh or an Indianapolis as much as I want him to go. Yeah. I, I see him. Like, I could potentially see him in, like, Denver, but at the same time, I just think he's prolonging this whole thing. I think there's so many young talent. There's so much young talent right now that it's like, if he goes to a division with Mahomes and Herbert and Derek Carr, really, like, I, I'm, I'm not sure. I think his window, uh, he's the MVP. He's amazing. But I, I would just, I would retire while you're ahead, personally. All right. What about, uh, what about Jimmy G? Jimmy G, I mean, he he's an okay quarterback at best. People knock Wentz, but I think Shanahan's such a great play caller and game manager for the most part, except if it's 28-3 against the Patriots in the Super Bowl, um, that it makes it easy on Jimmy G to win ball games. I don't think you're going to ever win because of Jimmy G. So I'd compare him to, like, Carson Wentz. If you're, if you're signing him big money to be your franchise guy, you're making a mistake. 
do you think he could wind up at a team next year where it's just maybe like a one or two year stint while they? Uh, yeah, bridge. Like, yeah. like I could see Pittsburgh, but uh, he's gonna want money. I don't know if Pittsburgh wants to pay him. Yeah, it's gonna be. That's gonna be interesting to see what happens there. Um, Sporty, where do you see Rogers taking snaps next year? You know, I, I either see him at two places. I know this is kind of bizarre than one place. I could see him. Well, I don't see I don't see him coming back from Green Bay. I either see him in a Steelers uniform. I know this one. This next one's going to be shocking. I could see him in a. I could visualize him in a uh, Tampa Bay Buck uniform. Yep, I was going to say that's that was one of the directions I was heading. Um, yeah, so I guess I, I guess we'll have a we'll have, think if, we'll have a whole we'll have a whole another little segment here with the with the Tom Brady. News. I think, yeah, I think if uh, Rogers is in Tampa Bay and is a Buccaneer, I think Gronk will. I think he'll stay. Hmm. I think he's done. I think Gronk's done. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna be honestly. I mean, who who knows? I mean. You know, let's just bring it up right now. I mean, obviously, yesterday, big news. The GOAT appears to have retired. But Allegedly. Then, but then there's word that he might not retire. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously, Steelers need a quarterback. Now the Buccaneers might need a quarterback if Brady's gone. Um and I guess uh, we'll, maybe maybe next top five is going to be maybe top five Brady moments or something like that, depending on whether he's retiring or not. So that could be a next next episode top five. Um, but, well, apparently Kevin's not even close to having his decision made. Right, right. So, so maybe in eleven episodes from now. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's kind of like a gray area right now. Nobody knows what's going on. Um, but sport, I, I do agree with you. If 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 Brady does retire this season, um, I could see the Buccaneers and Aaron Rodgers uh, trying to work something out. Um, obviously, he doesn't want to go to a team that's in a rebuild, you know, kind of situation. Buccaneers have a boatload of talent. Um, but yeah, they that, just they, they, had, they had guys injured. That's all. Yeah, I think. I think Rodgers, if like you know, like Hadley said, if he doesn't retire, I could see him going to the Broncos or the um, or the Buccaneers. I I just I don't really see him going anywhere anywhere else. I mean, like Hadley said, the Broncos situation that still wouldn't really be in, in his favor, just with Mahomes and uh, and Herbert. So really, just because his offensive coordinator you know went there. Um, I could maybe see him going to Denver, but my my kind of landing spot for him would be uh, Tampa Bay if Brady retires. I was also kind of thinking maybe maybe the Saints if uh, Peyton would have stayed, but now that he's gone, I it's going to be you know I think that's kind of out the door. I I really think the Saints are like one of those teams that who's he going to throw it to? It's basically the same as the Packers, right? Now exactly. Tom's back, but like. And then my problem with the Steelers, okay, I know obviously I don't want him to go to Pittsburgh. I'd cry. But if he doesn't want to go to a team that's rebuilding, I'm not saying Pittsburgh's rebuilding, right? They, they were a seven seed in the playoffs. But why would you want to play behind that line? Yeah. 
Yeah. Unless they Why would, would you find that line with Deontay Johnson that has proven time and time again that he can't hold on to the ball? That would be frustrating as a quarterback. Right. And you have Chase Claypool who has been in the media this year. I feel like he he likes to stay away from the drama. Yeah. I feel like Pittsburgh would be a whole nother level of drama for him. I don't know. Yeah. That would be that would be uh definitely would be tough. Um kind of walking in that situation. Um, yeah, there's not really like, I don't know, Denver, you have some young wide receivers that makes it appealing, but the opponents kind of make it, you know, you know, keep me away from Denver Buccaneers. Um, obviously depending on Brady, that would be a cakewalk for the Buccaneers in that division. So that's, that's one of the reasons, another reason why I think, you know, he could maybe end up in Tampa Bay, um, sporty, right? Just real, just wait real quick. Jeez. Um, Jimmy G, where do you think he ends up? I think I think he's gonna. I think they're gonna resign him to the 49ers. Ooh. Hmm. That'd be the biggest waste of a number three overall pick I of know. all time. <laughs> That's gonna be. I maybe, thought, uh, yeah, I thought Trey Lance would get more playing time this year. He really did not. So this, I think, this is Jimmy G's team to lose. Uh, I can't. I can't <sighs> agree. I don't. I don't know. I mean. I don't think Jimmy G is the future quarterback of the 49ers like that. They want him, you know, he's not, he's not QB one there. Um, I think he's going to end up, man. Where do you, where, you, you, where do you what? think he'll end up at? You know what? He, he might be a guy that ends up in Denver. And now that we're talking about Denver, um, you know, they might, they might try to draft a, a younger, a younger guy um, at some point in the next year or two. And then this year they might, you know, try to go after Jimmy G just to kind of, you know, get that bridge. Um, so I could see, and again, they know what they're going up against in Herbert and Mahomes. So, and I mean, they have other weapons offensively. So I don't, I don't know, maybe maybe Jimmy G goes to Mile High City and uh, leads the Broncos here. But obviously he's not, he's, he's not going to be QB1 for the 49ers. So, um but I can see him going to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be. That seems like a city for him. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, and, and honestly, the the competition, you know, with the Panthers, Falcons, Saints. If I'm a quarterback mm-hmm. right now, I'm gonna I want to be the guy who replaced. I mean, I want to go down to Tampa, um, mm-hmm. just with the whole you know division and all the talent that the Bucks have. So I, I think Tampa Bay is a hot spot right now. It would just be interesting to see what what Brady does uh, moving forward. Um, so we'll we'll go back um, and look at the uh, divisional round, uh, the remaining th- what three games. But before we do that, we were just talking about quarterbacks. Now we're talking about uh, another important position offensively. Top five today. We're looking at the top five running backs in the NFL. So, Hadley, I'm gonna let you start off with your top five. All right. Well, I want to start out. Honorable mention to Austin Eckler. Okay, he's fantastic. Um, however, this isn't fantasy. I want to take into account just different run styles and like how dominant of, of a runner they are is really important to me. So, number five, I'm going to go with Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook was somewhat healthy this year. When he was healthy, he was himself for the most part. Um, he's a dominant runner. 
um, can somewhat catch out of the backfield, but he is the engine behind the Vikings offense when he's healthy. Number four is Alvin Kamara. Same sort of thing. Saints offense runs through him. Only downside of their offense is it might be a little too much. I do think Kamara is one of those guys that needs like a, a one-two punch, if that makes sense. I feel like he would benefit from having, not Mark Ingram now, but a similar back to Mark Ingram that can kind of take some load off of him. Number three, I have Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb is arguably one of the best. I would, I would say he's top. He's definitely third. He's the third best runner of the football in the NFL. His problem is I don't necessarily need you to catch a football out of the backfield, but he can't. Like He has like brick hands sometimes, so that kind of brings him down for me. Number two is the King Derrick Henry. Um, yeah, people might clown me for that one, but I feel like this foot injury is going to be hard to be himself after. So I'm, I'm going on right now, present day. I think he's going to be number two. Number one is the best back in the NFL by landslide, and that's Jonathan Taylor. I don't care what anyone says. You can say about the line. You can say what you want. The other backs on this list also have great lines. The Saints, the Browns, the Titans, and somewhat the Vikings. But all these guys have good lines. He's done it without the line. He can do it with nine guys in the freaking box. He's fantastic. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He can do everything. He's strong. He's small. He can fit through holes. He's the he's going to be the freaking goat of Indianapolis backfield. I love this man so much. He is going to win a Walter Payton Man of the Year. He is that good of a dude. I love him so much. Jonathan Taylor, I love you. You're number one. Oh, making making a pitch for uh, for Taylor. Um, would you pick him? All right. Next question. I guess since I guess this is kind of an obvious question. Would you pick him uh, as your fantasy running back out of, out of, out of, I mean, over those guys in a fantasy situation? Your your dynasty, Hadley. Uh, uh, would you pick him if you had if you had the choice at the, at the top running back? Who would you who would you take? Jonathan Taylor by an absolute landslide. He was on a different level this year. And guess what? If we upgrade quarterback, he's just going to get better. So oh, yeah, yep. All right, spin it over to Sporty. All right. My list is a, a, a little different. All right. Uh, I, don't have, I don't have any honorable mentions. I'm just going to go start at the bottom from five and work my way up to number one. All right. Number five. This might be a little shocker to people. Aaron Jones. Okay. That's fair. That guy... When he's healthy, he's legit top five running back. And he had a really good season this year. Running the ball, I, I know he was a little injured. He's injury prone, but that guy can run and also catch the ball out of back. He had a really good season this year. So, that's why he's, he's I, getting the, getting the Tiger. That's why, hey, that's why I'm at number five. So, he is, he's a dominant back. I, I know A.J. Dillon's uh, backup, so he does have help. So I have a number five, number four. I got uh, Jonathan Taylor from the Colts. He is good. It's a travesty. Uh, <laughs> it's, a tra- uh, it's a travesty. Uh, he, he, he is dominant back. He does have other backs behind him. 
Uh, I just don't think he's uh, number one in my book. Well, number three. Not number one, but <laughs> there's some numbers in between there that he could be at Number least. three. Uh, Dalvin Cook. Okay. I know he's, he's injury prone, but, but that guy is good when he's healthy. Like you said, <clears throat> he has a little bit of help with uh, uh, Madison as his backup. Uh, Cook's another work, workhorse for the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, like I said, he can run the ball, catch ball at backfield. So another dominant back. I think he's number three. Number three, top NFL back. Number two, I got Kamara. Like I said, he does need help. He's just a do-it-all running back receiver for the Saints team. I think if he had some help, he'd be he'd be real. He'd be even better. He could be. He could even be number one on my list if he got some help. Uh, number one, uh, Derek Derek Henry, aka Bama. Legend, <laughs> aka Bama legend. <laughs> not, not even King Henry or yeah, just just AKA Henry. Bama legend. Uh, I, know, I know he was hurt. I know he was hurt this year, but I don't think that. I know that set him back just a little bit from playoffs, but I know he was out close to two months. But I think he'll be ripping around to go in uh, 2022. So, like I said, if that if that guy can. Catch the ball backward at least a couple times during the game. He just he just runs, 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 runs. Try to get try to get him try to get him to catch some passes out of the backfield. But but man, this man he's a beast. So he runs all he runs over people, runs through ta- arm tackles. So if you're gearing up to to up Henry up, you better hold on because we'll we'll. Uh, Unwrap your arm tackle if you're not strong enough. Yes, Blaine. So um, that's why I have. That's why I have Henry at number one. Kev, you're up. All right. Um, like Hadley said with honorable mention, I'm gonna stick uh, Austin Eckler there at number. Well, technically number six, but I'm gonna have him have him as uh, honorable mention. Um, again, he's a dude that can catch the ball in the backfield. He can get you his yards. Um. But like Hadley said, this isn't fantasy. Um, but he's still, still really, really good court, or yeah, quarterback, running back. Um, number five. See, I was debating between Eckler and my number five guy, just because this guy's you know injury prone. Dalvin Cook. Um, when he's healthy, you know he, the way he can cut and run and just take on you know the whole. He is, he, he's a complete running back. Um, his biggest issue is just staying healthy. So got cook at number five there. Number four, um, number four, I will go with Nick Chubb. Um, again, another guy that, that hits the hole downfield runner. Um, and he, and he has, you know, cream hunt there to, you know, take some of the, take some of the load off of him. And he has, uh, Johnson. So, um, yeah, the Browns revolve around around the running attack, so um, I, I'd take the I'd take uh, Nick Chubb um, on my team any day. So I got him at number three, or yeah, number four. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with Jonathan Taylor. 
Um, Hadley, I told you it was a top three running back. Um, I need to see. I'm not quite there yet with number number one. Um, I need to see this consistency, and I, and I think he can. I think he can be consistent. Um, obviously, they're you know running backs are going to always have a couple off games. Um, but for me, it, it, he's he's just gotta he's just gotta be he's gotta continue the success if he wants to you know get that number one spot. Um, number two, I'm gonna go with Alvin Kamara. Again, if he had help around him, he'd be a much he'd be even a bigger threat. Um, dude can catch the ball in the backfield. He can play. Heck, why they even line him up at the slot sometimes at wide receiver. So he can he he's a do it all running back. Um, and for you know, for him not being maybe the, the biggest, bulkiest back, the dude just bounces off of tacklers and, and can just extend, you know, extend the play. Um, his yards after contact are probably out the wazoo. Um, and, and he's a speed, he's a speedy, explosive running back that, that, I, that I'd take any day. Uh, number one, got to go with Henry, um, the, the bulldozer. Give him the ball. And I don't know, and we'll talk about this. Uh, I don't know why Tennessee didn't give him the ball in that third and one. Um, I think if he if he gets the ball there, it's 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 a wrap. Tennessee's playing Kansas City today. Um, I mean, obviously he was hurt this year, but he he still put up a boatload of yards. Um, he's still a huge running back that can that can take on any defender. And um, and right now he's he's number one for me. So somebody has to dethrone the king. And and you know there will be a time where somebody does, but I just I'm not ready to uh, give up the crown yet from from King Henry. So give me give me Derrick Henry there at number one. My problem with each of you guys there is the fact that you guys both said that Kamara is higher than JT, but Kamara needs help. Well, Jonathan Taylor doesn't need help. I no does I King, I King think Henry need no. I think I think. That if all right, so obviously this year, the main focus was to to key in on just key on Kamara. Like there, the Saints had no business throwing the ball this year at all. I mean, and there was at times where the Colts didn't. Yeah, there, yeah, there was, a, there, was a, there were there were times where the Colts, but I think the Colts' passing attack was more, I guess, respected in a sense. I think defense was like, okay, you know, Carson Wentz can still there, – there's still some threats there um, that, that, they, that they could hurt us, you know, uh, in the passing attack. I think – I don't know. I think if they switch roles, if they switch teams, I think that – I don't know. I feel like this, – this is, this is kind of tricky. I would rather have JT on my team any day of the week. I I don't know if 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 JT would have had the amount of not that Kamara. I'm not saying he was very successful this season, but I'm not. I'm, I'm just saying I don't think JT would have had a a huge season if he was, you know, in a Saints uniform. And I think Kamara would have even had a better season than JT if he would have been in a Colts uniform this year. But I think that I'm saying. I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way to Kamara, but I think he's a jack of all trades, master of none, and I think JT is a master at running the football. So I guess it's what you value. Do right, you value right, someone? Yeah. I, I don't as much. I think you can bring in a third down back and he can do right, that. I right. value running. So you're all right, you're taking the fact as, as rushing the ball, and I'm, I'm I think I'm valuing valuing the fact that 
Kamara can, you know, catch a pass and, and take off from there. So he's another threat. So, yeah, I guess it's all all about what you value there. So, um, I don't know. Both both are. I mean, you can't, you can't go wrong with a, a the, the top three here. I mean, even the top yeah. five. Um, I will die on a hill for Darius Leonard and Jonathan Taylor. Those are the two players <laughs> I will die. On. I I just I think I think moving forward again, you know, Colts are going to be in need of a quarterback. Saints are going to be in need of a quarterback. So and and the Saints are also going to be in need of some wide receivers. So it's just it's going to be interesting how these how these two guys you know do moving forward just because of how much help they need, you know, from the team perspective, how much the team needs offensively from the wide receiver position. I mean, the Colts wide receiver position. You know they don't need a, a lot of help compared to the Saints, but they they. Well, the Saints also have Michael Thomas coming back. That, that is true. That, that's true. But so it's pretty even. Yeah. So I don't know. And like Chubb, I think Chubb's in another situation where you know he's going to be in need of a quarterback. Um, the receiving situation, Landry, Peoples Jones, they're they're all kind of in the same boat. So. I don't know. It's 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 gonna be tough for all three of them uh, moving forward, just because of, um, I guess the the lack of a solid, or I guess the the lack of an elite passing attack from from all three of their teams. I guess in a sense. So I want to go back to that that King Henry take real quick. Obviously, obviously the Titans defense showed up to play. There, you you couldn't have asked for a better performance out of the Titans defense. Offensively, Tannehill forced. I all three of his picks were forced, um, and I know I know the one in the red zone that was the play design. It needed to go quick, and and you know, Bengals just made, made a, you know what? he made a heck of a play. So I'm, that maybe maybe not so much that that interception. I completely. I think it was more Bengals defense on that interception than it was a bad throw from from Tannehill. But the other two were completely forced. Um, but out of, out of all the things, you know, Titans what nine sacks out, out of everything. Third down, and I believe it was third down and one when they did that read option. And I and I'm all for, I'm all for a quarterback keeper. You know, it's it's assumed that the running back's going to get on a third and one. But in that situation, on third and one, you have two downs essentially to get one yard. It wasn't like it was fourth down. And you needed to you know have a little bit of. Uh, trickery there third down and one you give him the ball he had a one-on-one and i think he would have just completely i don't know who it was but he would have just ran him right over and gotten the first down i don't i think that's one of the biggest takeaways from that game was the fact that they could not figure it out offensively the titans i mean when your defense has nine sacks you should be able to put up more than 16 points and, and, and win a game so um Really, there's one guy that the, the Titans can rely on, and that's A.J. Brown. He is, listen, he is the number three guy right now that I would start my team with in terms of wide receivers. I would go Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown. Not not, uh, not Cooper Cup? No. A.J. AJ Brown, I, I'm starting my team with. He's, hmm. he's incredible. He's so valuable to that team and he went off so he had a great game but like you said Tannehill forced they forced Derrick Henry onto the field in my opinion I think Foreman should have ran the ball a lot more 
Yeah. Their offense was just bad. Yeah. It was, uh, aside from A.J. Brown, it didn't. It was terrible, and I can't believe they lost. Yeah. Um, Sporty, do you uh, – how bad – all right, so ready? I'll give you this, this scenario. If the Bengals give up nine sacks this week or today, how bad did the Chiefs win? If if the Bengals gave up nine sacks this week, uh, I was I was saying uh, three touchdowns, twenty one. I I mean I think I think that's I think that's pretty spot on. If 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 yeah if the if the Chiefs can somehow get to Joe Burrow nine times a day, I think it's it's going to be a rout because you you can't. But I don't I don't I don't think the Chiefs are going to. The Chiefs defense is not very good. I don't oh. think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen either. But I say over under. I say four sacks, max. Four sacks. Right gonna get four sacks. Over under four. Over under four. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna take say it over. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably take the over just because of how poorly. I mean, the, 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 the Titans were bringing four man a four man rush. It wasn't like they were dialing up all these insane blitz concepts, and it was just a straight four man rush. I mean, they, they might have had a couple guys, you know, slant and stunt or whatever, but it was just. I think Burrow's gonna. I think he's gonna get the ball out quick. I mean, yeah, he's gonna have to. Yeah, I mean, especially after taking. Okay, not hold on. That's what Tannehill did. That's what. Uh, that's what Burrow did last week. He held on the ball way too long last week. You got to get the ball out. The routes were a little too long. You got to make have your receivers have shorter routes and get the ball out quick. Right. Right. So, and I, th- I think the Chiefs are going to take a similar. Style as the, as the Titans did, um, and yeah, obviously the Bengals have to make some adjustments. But uh, so, um, Sporty, who, who's, who do you think is the biggest? I guess who do you think the biggest um, player is that's going to make the biggest impact on today's Bengals Chiefs game? You had to pick. You had to pick one. Any team or what? Bengals or Chiefs? Who's going to who's going to make the who's going to have the biggest impact on the game? I think it's I think it's going to come down to Burrow. Well, I mean, win or, win or lose, I mean, I think it's going to come come down to him if he you know makes the good choices. Or I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to win or lose. I think it's going to come down to him. Okay. So, all right, whether he get get the ball out quick or eluding a sack, I, I think it's going to depend on Burrow to keep them in the game today. Right, right. I mean, obviously they're going to have to. Play I'm, not up. I'm not saying they're going to win. I'm just saying to keep them serviceable. It's right. gonna come down to him. All right. I mean, that's 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 a that's a smart pick, Hadley. Who do you think? The, who do you think the biggest? What players have the biggest impact on today's Chiefs, uh, Chiefs and Bengals game? Noah Gray. Please catch a touchdown, buddy. Anyway, um, in actuality, I would say, I mean, Chase. I would say win or lose, like Swartz said. I don't think the Bengals are gonna win, but. Yeah. If they're going to have any chance against the Chiefs, he's going to have to have a similar game that he had in the regular season. He's going to have to get at least 150 yards. Right, right. At least yeah. for them to win that game. Yeah. So, And I don't know. I think I think a, a big part of Cincy's success today, obviously it's going to be winning the line of scrimmage. I mean, if, if their offensive line can't do anything, they're, they're in for a, a long day. I think if Joe Mixon... Can get a couple big runs, can catch a couple balls out of the backfield. I think he's going to be a 
a huge factor in today's game. You know, can he, obviously coming from Burrow, can, can Burrow extend the play, find Mixon, uh, maybe on like a third and six, a little check down. Can Mixon, can he, you know, make a couple guys miss to extend the drive and not maybe take a three and out or maybe not have to punt the ball as early. I, I think Mixon's ability to, you know, get, get some some garbage yards are going to be huge for this game day. Because, I mean, if, if you're going to go three passes, three incomplete passes, and you give the right to, to Patrick Mahomes, it's it's see you later. Like, there's no way the, the Bengals are going to win that game. So it's going to come down to, in my opinion, uh, Mixon's play today. So, um, all right, so we hit, a, we hit that game. We hit the Packers game. Um, let's look at the Rams and Bucks. Obviously, the Rams came out. They were ready to go put up a huge amount of points and they were obviously able to shut down uh, the Buccaneers offensively until again, Rams kind of, you know, shot themselves in the, in the foot there with a couple turnovers. Um, I, I think, I think this is the Rams game to lose. I think their biggest opponent this week is going to be themselves. Honestly. What, what, what do you guys think? Well, first of all, just regarding that game, I want to. I want to just touch on Tom Brady's four-leaf clover that he carries in his pocket. <laughs> there, everyone. I know the the narrative for the rest of the time is going to be that he's the goat. There is a human element to sports. He is lucky. Yes. He is a lucky dude. Yes, yes, he is. There is just every insane comeback slash miracle seems to have him in it, or even bailout. Yeah. For that matter, yeah. he's a lucky guy. I, I I respect the heck out of him, but man, this the like you said, the Rams. If they're going to beat themselves, they're going to beat themselves. They damn near beat themselves in this game. Oh, one hundred percent. Like if credit to Brady for almost taking advantage of it, but they were handing it to him, saying, "Here, please take it." It's crazy. I mean, I got a little bit nervous. I thought maybe the the uh, the Buccaneers were going to maybe just end it there and go for two. Yeah, um, that would have been, that would have been, been nuts. That been. I mean, again, we'll touch upon this with the Chiefs-Bills game with the overtime rule, but at the same time, I the momentum was in their favor. You could either end it, you could either try to end it there um, in regulation, yeah. or or you have you have the momentum, you have the momentum, you have you have Brady. Um, whether you get the ball right off the coin flip or maybe the Buccaneers had some faith in their defense to, you know, their defense was playing well towards the, you know, last quarter there. Um, maybe you do get the ball back. and But I just think right there, if you have the ball in Brady's hands, I don't know, you could maybe just avoid the whole coin toss. But I, I, I don't know. There's not a it, – it, it's tough. The way with the rule is it's really tough to – figure out the right answer because you're always going to look back at the at the decision that was made and just argue why they didn't why they did this why didn't they do that so but. my problem with it is either way the rams would have kicked that field goal in one right so right. That's yeah one. yeah i mean you know they would have been fluffed off they would have been given up some some chunk yards yeah but i it see i don't understand that's how cool. cup gets over the top i that's i resume it's awful I don't, I don't know why people it, call it. It happened twice. There was two plays in that game. Cups late. The Stafford's pass over the top to Cup. And then the touchdown, I think it was to tie the game to – or wait, was it 
No, it would have been well, that, that was that was the, that was the driveway to keep the game when he fell. He, he caught that long ball. Right, that one. But then the one where um, Evans scored on mm-hmm. on Ramsey was that to right. make was that to make it twenty seven twenty or is that to make it twenty seven twenty seven twenty or okay. not tied? Okay, that's, that's, that's right. That's right. Ramsey got beat. But and, and and even if you know Ramsey's a heck of a defender, he shuts down. Uh, you know your number one option, but in that situation, I feel like you still got to give him just a little bit of help. I mean, he had nobody. It was him and Evans, and that 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 happened twice in that game. Between once once with the Evans and once with the Cup. I don't. In 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 that situation, I feel like you just need to have a little bit of coverage over the top, just to, even like a shade or something, just to know that you're gonna have help and not get burnt deep. But um. Sporty, what did you take? What do you think of the uh, of the Rams um, almost giving up that game? Uh, I don't. I just thought that. I guess. Uh, oh no, we lost. Power. I just thought. <laughs> yeah, I found ready to die. Oh, geez. I just thought they were uh, too conservative. They just thought they had it in the bag and kind of were just playing like lag, lag of day school. And if that happens today, I, I don't see them winning it today. I, I don't. I mean, now that's that's the 49ers. In, in recent weeks, that's the 49ers. They gave up a 17-0 lead to. Um, they gave up a 27-6 lead against the, the Buccaneers. So, yeah, if I'm – if I'm – Once you hammer them, you got to keep them down. You, you, can't let, you can't let them back in the game. Right, exactly. So – um, so keep, hey, keep, you gotta keep throwing the ball. You just can't be snapping. Over, you can't be snapping it over the, the, you know, the Stafford's head. Or Acres can't be, fun, you know, Acres can't be following the ball, and Ramsey can't be getting beat deep. Right. I mean, so you gotta have, you gotta have focus for all sixty minutes of the game. I mean, I was fine with them running the ball. It's just you gotta you gotta hold on to the ball. I mean. Two hands, you gotta protect his two hands. Just, just the, like, like how said. For the record, is gonna be a top five running back by the end of next year. Ooh, ooh. Who? Cam Akers. Cam Akers. Bold prediction. Bold prediction. Um, I think, I think the only reason I heard this from someone else, so credit to someone else, but I, I think it was Julian Edelman. So he said that when you have like a non-contact injury like that, and you're going through rehab and stuff, and they're putting you through practice, you're often not like taking those head-on collisions. So apparently he said ball security can be a problem because you're not used to getting hit from certain angles. And I think that had something to do with that. I don't think, like, I think coming off that Achilles tear really affected his ball security. So I think in those situations, they probably should have had Michelle. Yeah. I mean, it's like 20, but. Right. It's just the fact that it happened to Brady and, it, and, and the Rams having to fumble twice. And in, in the amount yeah. of time that they fumbled, it was just it was it was bizarre, and it was luckiest man in sports. It, it was nuts. Michael Jordan has six championships. I'm not sure about his luck, but I watched all of Brady's every single one. Right, had something that either bailed him out, happened that was a miracle. Like it seems as though he never just won. Yeah, it was always in. Well, and I, I think I think a big part of today's game, Rams and 49ers. Number one matchup here is going to be the Rams D line versus 49ers O line. 
again, if, if the 49ers can establish the run, which is their bread and butter, um, then they have a chance today. If, if, if they get into the point where Jimmy G's going to have to start throwing the ball, I'm not saying he, he can't make the throws, but they would rather be in a situation where they can run, eat some clock, keep it low scoring. Because they don't want to, yeah, they don't. They, they they don't want to be in a in a in a kind of catch up kind of game. They they want to be within a score. They don't want to be down multiple scores because if it's if it gets to twenty seven to six, Rams can basically call it call it wraps there. So Jimmy G, I think, took a piece of the four leaf clover from Brady. Yeah, personally, <laughs> but because he's been blessed with this situation, but. In 2019, they could have been Super Bowl champions if he makes that throw to Sanders. Right. And against the Cowboys, people won't remember it, but he missed, I forget who it was, on a wide-open crossing route. That would have basically sealed the game. So, I know you don't want to say it completely, but he can't make those throws. I'm not relying on him to make throws at all. I'll say he can't make enough throws to to, to keep them, you know, to play a little catch up. He he he's he's good for a couple throws, you know, they have to squeeze it in there, but the, cons- the consistency I don't think is there. Yeah. Um Sporty, do you, have, do you have something to say? Yeah, are we watching the time guys? I know Sporty. Yes, we, have, we are yes, we are watching the time. Yeah. Um, so, I guess we'll look at the Chiefs and Bills and with all the stuff that happened, let's look at the final I guess two minutes. Um, it was a weird. It was a weird. It was a weird kind of game. I don't know. Up until that point, I think it was just a very. Uh, it was just. It was just weird. It, it it just didn't feel. It didn't feel like the game like it was supposed to be. You know, everybody was talking shootout, shootout, and it was kind of just a, you know, quickly played game. You know, they were both running the ball. You know, from from a quarterback perspective, both guys were getting outside the pocket, and extending the plays, and taking off downfield. Um, but but Gabriel Davis, you know, had a heck of a game. Um, one you know one of the one of the best single single game performances in a in a playoff game of, of all time. Um, but it's going under the radar. What's that? So it's really going under the radar. Like oh, I feel like is. if this was Tyreek, everyone would be talking about it. But. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely. I mean. I think also if they would have won, it would have been talked about way more too. But let's just look at the final final couple possessions there. Hadley, I'll let, I'll let you just take an angle at this. Just go ahead and critique what you want to. Maybe look at a couple plays that were, you know, impactful. Just just break break it down. The last couple minutes. What, what were your thoughts of that of the, of the ending to the game? I guess. Insanity. It. Top three game of all time. Not a doubt about it. Um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes will be top five quarterbacks forever. They are absolutely insane. Allen might be six, but regardless, those two are absolutely phenomenal. I think we might have the next Brady and Manning on our hands with those two. I'd like to see Herbert kind of be the Manning or the, the Brady, but anyway. They, yeah, both teams played so awesome and all I have to say is it's a damn shame that one of them had to lose. I was rooting for the Chiefs but I know a lot of the world is rooting for the Bills and it was heartbreaking so kudos to the Bills man they they balled out it was it was just such a great game they, that should have been the Super Bowl 
I know you can't do that. Yeah. Those are the best teams. Yeah. Um, you know, Davis's uh, route that he – so he, he faked – what was it? He faked kind of a, a corner route. He kind of did a double oh, move. It was literally just a post, but he did a, he got a little head fake in there. Right. Yeah, I was going to say he, he faked to the outside and then ran that post uh, over the middle. And that was – Yeah, 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 the, the, the double. Yeah, it was just a simple head, head, head fake. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that was – that was – I don't think – if I'm the Bills, I don't think that that route – I don't think you were expecting to get – I think you may, you may have been expecting Davis to get a step or two on whoever the, whoever the safety was back there or the corner. I forget. I think it was the safety back there. Yeah, because I think the corner was up playing kind of uh, – just staying in his, in his zone or whatever. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think you are expecting him to just completely shake him out of his shoes there. But that was that was filthy. And then, you know – and. and Live, obviously we didn't see this, but their go-ahead touchdown on the replay, you you could see that there was so much miscommunication with the safety, the corner, and people were rolling coverages and stuff that nobody had help over the middle, which left Davis wide open. If the Chiefs have some problems today, that's again Burrow is going to make you pay. Um, they have so many their their trio of wide receivers. It's absolutely disgusting. All three of them can can be a home run threats, um, and you know the Chiefs need to lock in and you know make sure they have their assignments accounted for. Because if now, I mean, obviously the Bills are going to have you know Josh Allen's going to have more time to throw and he can extend the play. You know, at this t- at right now, Josh Allen has a better chance to you know extend the play. But Joe Burrow also has the arm where he can. He can still make those throws like 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 Allen does. So um, it will just be interesting to see what what happens from a from a Chiefs secondary perspective because last week it was not it wasn't anything too special. Um, Sporty, what you what you take in there in that last in the last two minutes of the game? Oh man, it was bizarre. I mean, I couldn't I couldn't even sit down. It's just one thing. One play after another, last two minutes. I just, I, I was shell shocked. And then that last drive, why did he, why did the Bills do it on? You know, just swip it. Yeah, they so, kicked it in the air. True. They, they kicked the ball in the air. Okay. And when they get a thirty or forty yard line, okay, whatever, whatever line they got it at, Chiefs. Okay, the Bills, like a baseball. Well, what were they doing? They're playing. They were playing like a baseball. No doubles. Well, this isn't the time to play no doubles. You got to you got to get up and play play man coverage. And they were playing, like I said, they were playing way far back, and it came back to Honda because you know Hill caught that you know went for twenty yards, and then Kelsey went for you know another 20, 30 yards. So they were you know they were field goal range, and Kansas City's kicker made to game time kind of field goal. But like I said, I. I thought the, the Bills' defense on that last drive, I, I thought they were way too conservative on that last uh, defensive drive. Uh, they were just kind of just – I think they maybe I think they maybe thought they had it won. I, I don't know. They just when – it, when it came to, to, to winning that game, the Bills' defense cannot get it done, and their, and their coverage was terrible. I mean terrible. I, so I, have, so I have to say, 
I, I think, well, I agree with your point there. I think maybe not, see, I was live, I was thinking, all right, maybe squib it, but at the same time, all it takes is Mahomes. How do you let, yeah, how do you let, I think squib, you know, somewhere in between the squib and a touchback, I think you kick it enough where maybe you can get it down to like, like the, maybe like the 10. So that way he still has to, you know, take some time off the clock. Um, because correct me if I'm wrong. If all right, if you squib it, and you know the Chiefs would have recovered it, if they would just taken a knee, that would have just stopped the clock, correct? No, you, you did. They would have been touched. Or would they have had to have been? Is that the pro where you have to be touched? Yeah, yeah, you have to be touched. You have to see down I don't, the ball. I, Hadley, what? Hadley, right? I, I think I think there's a different role to that because obviously the Chiefs could have just laid there and the Bills could have just left the clock. I don't think that's the I don't think that's the role. Howdy. Yeah. So I have a question for you. What? If uh, the Bills took that kick, if obviously the Kansas City Chiefs got it, for, for the Kansas City Chiefs guy to be down, wouldn't the Bills guy have to, have to touch him for for them to be technically down? Well, for him to be technically down, but if you're like. <laughs> If you're laying there for a couple, I think the ref's going to come in and blow it dead. He's not going to let you just lay there for 13 seconds. If you squib it, you can you can catch the ball and take a knee. Right. That's what I. Yeah. So I don't think in that situation. I I think I think you kick it down to maybe the 10. Because even I make if, him return it. Though. That's, yeah. You, yeah, yeah. That's you, make, what I'm you make him return it because even if he would for some reason fair catch it, that's still what. 60 yards they have to go in 13 seconds. So even if they would, even if the Chiefs would have, you know, fair caught it, um, it would still have been a boatload of yards to get. I say you kick it to the 10, make them return it a little bit, all right, and then you have maybe seven, eight seconds left, um, and then you go from there. My thing is, I think you come up, they should have had, they should have just played cover two man. At, yeah. At the end of, like, and, and you knew something was going to, they were going to obviously try to get Hill involved. Um, and then the last play, I don't understand why somebody at least didn't at least didn't chip Kelsey. Just something. He was the only guy over on that side, and they just let him go right down right down the seam there. And it was just it was just it was bizarre. It was bizarre the way that they moved the ball in third. It was it was a smart play call, but it was just weird that the Bills were not keying in on Hill and Kelsey. Mm-hmm. But um, OT rules, real quick. I think we've talked about this before. But what is your ideal overtime? Uh, just keep it the way it is. Keep my it way opinion. It is? I I would say keep it the way it is. Um, obviously, it's heartbreaking. I would maybe say the other. I don't like the call. Just completely copying college football. I don't like that no, because that's no. whoever has the better red red zone offense, which I don't really like. Right. Right. I would say play a normal, you know, half of football. I guess it's called a half. But, like, Chiefs went down and scored a touchdown. Okay, well, now the Bills have to go the length of the field and score a touchdown. I still think it should be the same premise of, like, you have to match each other or until someone beats each other. Right, right. But, but like, it should be if the Chiefs go and score a touchdown – the Bills need to go score a touchdown. Then the Chiefs only would need to score a field goal. You exactly, know what I'm saying? Exactly. And I, so they won the toss, but they need to they need to score that touchdown to like give them that extra. Yeah. Right. 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 
Uh, Sporty, what's your what's your take on NFL overtime? What do you think it should be? Uh, I think the coin flip's terrible. Uh, I think each team should uh, have a chance. I think each team, one team gets the ball at the 50, if they can score, and score. But, you know, the other team can have a chance to score again, so they can get the ball also at the 50, and just keep going back, you know, back right. and forth. Like, having each team get the ball, you don't need to have kickoff. Each team can get the ball at the 50, and then, you know, they keep, you know, keep going until uh, somebody, you know, somebody wins. Just taking turns of getting the getting the ball at the uh, fifty yard line for 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 each team. That that, that would be fair because then you know somebody could be held to a field goal or maybe no points at all. Right. I, I think I think you just play a whole. I don't, I don't think anybody would be, you know, disagreeing with it. Just a whole another quarter. Um, I, I don't. You don't need to put time on the clock. You don't need to do that. I think. I think. Well, in your situation, not I guess. in the playoffs, because even if the quarter ends in the playoffs, they just add it, and it's. I think in the playoffs, it doesn't make sense. With the right, rules. right. I think, yeah, in, in in both your situations, I don't think there necessarily needs to be time. Um, but in my situation, there does need there. You know, they have to have time. I think a whole other quarter should just be played. However many points at you know at, at the end of overtime, whatever the score is, that's the score. If it's still tied. Um, then you get into that shootout. Then you get into like, the then then you get into the kickoff. Dude, I'm telling you, yeah. that'd be so. Ex- like, the place would go absolutely nuts. I think that would make kickers too important. And then another thing would come up of why are we letting kickers, not even football players, like well, decide the game? That 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 would be that others. But but then the argument. I mean, obviously, you can make the argument now, still with the overtime that you know you should have won the game in regulation. But at least you still have a whole other quarter of yeah. play. And you've both had opportunities to get the ball. You've both had opportunities to score. I just think that would be a that would be a if they want to try it in the regular season, I think that would be a great or yeah, regular season, if you want to try it, establish the rule there just to see how it is. But I think that would be a great way to have, you know, overtime even if if the, the thing is if they're tied after the overtime quarter. And the odds of that happening are very, very slim, yes. Uh, whenever you're done, I have, a, I have a question. Go ahead, go ahead. But it's, for, it's for both of you guys. Okay. Uh, this is just for a regular season rule. Uh, do you got? Do you got both Hadley and Kev? Do you guys both agree on for the NFL? Do you both agree on ties in overtime in the NFL for regular season? No. Yeah. I don't think that there should be a tie. I don't want there to be a tie, but it's not like a like. In all actuality, there really shouldn't be many ties. As it, long it, as it, it you know, if like there was like four ties a year, I'd be like take it out. But usually, there's one. Right. Yeah. It, and it doesn't have that big of an impact. Well, I think this year it did. Well, obviously it, this year it did. It, obviously this year it did. But I'm saying in like years past, it wasn't like so important that I mean, obviously there shouldn't be there shouldn't be ties, but it's not to the point yet where it's like some huge, you know, important role that they need to change. I, I don't think there should be ties. They should definitely change it. But like Hadley said, there's not like five ties a year where it's like. It's not detrimental. Right, ever. right. So um, real quick, I guess, I guess now that we've broken down each game, you know, from the divisional round, um, I guess we can get into our picks and our hammers uh, for the week here, fellas. Um, 
Sounds good. So, Hadley, do you want to start start off with the with the hammers? Yes, I do. Go ahead. I'm not going to get three and zero. I've accepted it, but I'm going to try my best. So, that being said, we're going to go with Chiefs minus seven. I think they're going to blow out the Bengals. I think they're going to win by twenty. So I might even throw an alternate spread on that Ooh. for betting. Um, Rams money line. I want the Niners to win. I think the Rams are going to win. And last but not least, Chiefs Bengals. My final score is going to be. I'm going to go forty-five to twenty-four. Final score. Forty-five twenty-four. Actually, no. I'm going to go thirty-eight to twenty. 30, final oh, score. Big time. Thirty-eight twenty. So 18.1. That's okay. the final score. All right. Sporty, lay, lay down the hammer. All right. I got two college. I get it last week and one NFL. Oh, God. Here we go with uh, the Bucknell, here we go. The Bucknell hey, women. All right. Go ahead. Uh, I'll do college first. First line, I'm going to take uh, Monmouth. Okay. M- minus plus 10. 11. Plus 11. Plus 11. Or plus, they're. they're no, Plus they're, 11. They're, uh, Mammoth, they're favored. They're not Mammoth. The, 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 team, the, the team they're playing, sorry. But I don't think Mammoth's favored. No, I thought Mammoth was favored. Let me, all right, let's just, let's just look at this real quick. Mammoth. They play Niagara. Well, they're currently playing Niagara, so wait. I, I know you don't know the score. What's, what's, your, what's your prediction here? Because they're... What, what really? I don't even know what the score is. I honestly don't even know what the score Monmouth, is. Going, in, the, going into the game, Monmouth was eight-point favorites. All right, I'll take it. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm taking Niagara. Plus. Okay. Okay. Plus, we'll bank it plus nine, all right? Okay, so Niagara plus nine. Okay, next one, okay? You may have, you may have to help me on this one, Cap. The pit basketball game over. What's the over? 123? Over is, let's look at it, it is, over under is 125. Okay, I'm taking you over in that game. All right, taking the over in the Pitt-Boston College game, okay. I think it's barely, I think it's going to be barely hit, barely hit. I think it's going to be like 67, 62, something like that. All right, hey, my last gamer, good old 49ers money line. Ooh, the upset. The upset, the upset. Upset city. Um, sport, wait, just real quick. So are, you, are you taking the Bengals or the Chiefs today to win? Wait, what? Are you picking the Chiefs or the Bengals to win? That's not one of my covers. No, I know. But that, that's just – we. I just who, – who are you taking in that game? I know that's not one of your hammers, but what's uh, – I think Chiefs will win uh, 35-28. Okay, so based on our hammers, we've kind of, and I know Sporty that wasn't one of your hammers, but just based on our picks, obviously. So Sporty's taking the 49ers, Chiefs, Super Bowl. Hadley, you're taking Rams, Chiefs. Or, yeah, Rams, yep. Chiefs. And I'm also taking Rams, Chiefs. Uh, give me the Chiefs minus 6.5. Give me, let's see, give me the Rams minus 3.5. And, and to top it all off, give me the Mavericks against... The magic tonight minus four and a half. Going a little, no dirt, going, going, a little going a little NBA action here. Um, Breaking news: Josh McDaniels is the next Raiders head coach. Ooh. Thanks, Natalie. Thanks, Chef. 
Hadley Schefter. Hadley Schefter. Adam Hollern. I saw he was interviewing with the Raiders. I wasn't sure if they were going to, if he was going to accept a job or not. So he accepted it. Okay. Um. He has a good hire, Hadley. No. <laughs> he just goes no. I think the cycle has been awful. Um. All right, so I think that's going to end it on some breaking news. I think that's just going to wrap up the pod here. So um, we'll be back at it next week. We'll have a Super Bowl matchup. I guess maybe we'll have some word on if Tom Brady's retiring. Um, and we'll have possibly have a word on um, some, you know, some, and some, well, I guess we'll talk more about uh, some new hires in the NFL. We'll also look at maybe some other quarterback situations across the NFL. And we're getting closer, getting closer, maybe throw in some college basketball, throw in some NBA. We're getting there. We're getting there. Sadly, we're getting there. Sadly, I don't want to see football end, but I do want to see, I want March Madness to, you know, to get here. But, uh, so we'll be back next week. We'll send it. We'll be back for another episode to break down the Super Bowl.